Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. I'm Chrissy Garrison, and I will be reading my science fiction stories to you. For those of you expecting this week to be an episode of the Multiverse Blues, well, thank you for noticing. I have gotten behind on writing the serial, so this week I'm giving you a special behind-the-scenes look at something that's never before been published, and only read by one or two others before. It is a bit of the attempt I made at writing a sequel to Reality Check, my science fiction novel that Transcontinental and the Multiverse Blues were spun off of. If you haven't read Reality Check but plan to, I will warn you that this may contain spoilers. It isn't the first time I've taken something from the stalled Reality Check sequel. Episode 5 of this podcast, entitled The Spark, was also from that false start, and like this episode, was too good to just put in a trunk. It answers a question left hanging at the end of Reality Check, and it shows part of the history of the Dion's and eventual Arch Network in the Multiverse Blues. And now, allow me to present for the first time, The Gate. The gate shook as its coils charged with electricity I could only have dreamed of back on Earth. Regolith dust sifted down from the ceiling in this room carved deep into the moon's surface. I missed my lab back on Earth, in my own reality. I missed Lee even more. Cecil shouted at me over the electric crackle of the gate. We're not short on power. I just think it's going to tear us a new one any minute now. Shut it down now, Dion. I shouted right back at him. I said more power. My fingers flew across the analog control board. I adjusted the axes a little more, using less mathematics and more intuition to guide the alternate reality gate to where it needed to be. We're just so close. I saw the ship. I had, too. Worlds beyond description flitted past in the viewfinder, and one held an airship that could be no other than the one where I'd lost my Lee. Her airship. Just a few more adjustments and a little more power. We both jumped as a primary circuit popped and reset. The lights of the console lit up again, and I scrambled to get my bearings. Give up, Dion! We'll try again tomorrow! The alignment of planes isn't going to be right tomorrow. It's not going to be for another several months at least, and who knows if I'll find them again. More power, Cecil! He sighed and pushed the levers, and the whine of the gate grew from a grumble to a roar. My hair, my hair floated around my head like a sparkly cloud as the ions in the air charged me with static. And if she can do it, then so can I! Clear blue sky filled the arch of the gate. In the distance, an airship's stern receded, fans spinning at a high rate of speed. Too far, said Cecil. I'm not done yet, I growled, though I doubt he heard me over the rolling thrum of the engines of the gate. It's getting less stable. I only have a few more seconds. I turned two knobs at the same time, and the ship rushed up and filled the arch, so close that I could hear the crew on the deck shout, and I could see the whites of their eyes just before they turned and fled. So close that I could see the other Cecil, standing on the deck in his pompous, neo-archaic, military commander's uniform. He was the only one who didn't flee. His eyes glinted in the light of the arcing portal. His lips curled into a smile. I slapped the big sink button to hold the portal in place, and I made that leap I'd meant to make nearly a year before. I flung myself toward the arch, aiming for the other Cecil. My skin burned with electric bees as the skin of two worlds stretched across my body. 
I breathed the air of that other world and cried out with joy. He stepped toward the arch and reached out to catch me. His fingers grasped at my arm, and he had a hold of the fabric of my uniform's sleeve. The interface between our realities stretched to its limit and shoved me backwards, back toward the moon-base world. I screamed at the neo-Victorian Cecil to hold on, and he yelled something I could not hear. The membrane thickened and burned like thousands of electric bee stings, and my muscles no longer debayed me. I fell to the floor, and the lights went out with a loud pop. I sat there on the cold stone floor and cried. I sobbed, racked with anger and grief, even after this world Cecil got the lights back on. I sobbed even as he slapped a sticky patch on my arm where the sleeve and patch of skin had burned away. Dion, we can try again. You proved it works. We'll get it right next time for sure. I let him hold me while I cried it out. Next time I will get through. I have to. I'd like to give a shout-out to my friends John F. Allen and R.J. Sullivan, who have revived their Two Towers talk show. These two colossal nerds talk about popular geek culture, comics, movies, TV shows, and books, each offering his own different point of view. I wish them well, and their show may be found on YouTube. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places. What if a storytelling podcast could be an interactive experience? Hi, I'm Mariah Powell, amateur author and creator of Hobbies Include Writing, and I'm openly inviting your opinions on stories I haven't finished writing yet. Launching with my original audio novel, Blood That Binds, visit hobbiesinclude-writing.weebly.com for more about the show and look for it on a podcasting platform near you. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.